Hey, this is Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss. You are listening to the Odd Dad Out podcast, and normal is not my specialty either. Beginning Odd Dad Out podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and at Odd Dad Out in all the social media place type things. And this is the show where I ramble and rant and tell you about whatever the hell's going on in my life and my brain and just crack that thing open and tell you about it. And I make fun of some weird assholes in the news because they deserve it. And I tell you about a podcast, or in this case, three, that I think you should listen to because sharing is caring and we all need to listen to more podcasts. Okay, so I'm a little biased. How's it going out there, you beautiful listener person, you? Okay, I'm not going to kiss your ass that much. You might not be that beautiful. I don't know. But you know what? We're all beautiful on the inside. Okay, no, some people are really shitty on the inside too. I don't know. Just leave me alone. Good. Stop judging me. Okay. <laughs> How's it going? How are you doing out there? It's It's been another week. And another week of craziness. And another week of stuff. And another week. And I, de- I decided... Blah, 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 sorry. <laughs> I decided... Okay, I decided last week and I told you. But I'm not going to talk about the gardens this week. And the only bit about the garden I'm talking about is the fact that I'm not talking about it there. Okay. Because as, as, as occasionally happens, and maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but I realized this week I have a lot of, of, it's about changing plans. Things change, plans change. Um, sometimes you, you make plans and sometimes the plans, um, have to change. And in in this particular case, our vacation changed because, um, um, long story short, uh, Corona. Um, I, I mean, if you've been listening at all in the last few weeks, you know I've been setting up for our annual summer vacation where we go and we, you know, load up the boys and we cram every bit of shit that we possibly have and can possibly fit into it into my van. And we even got a new, a few years ago, we even got one of those little carrier baskets because we didn't, you know, have enough shit crammed into the van. We had to strap some to the outside too, but we load up all of the shit we possibly can and we drive all the way back to visit our family in Texas. And this is a major trip for us because it's the only time of the year that we get to see any of this family. My dad lives in San Antonio. My wife's uh, dad lives in the country out near Corpus Christi. And we have my uh, brothers and other family that are out there too. We, we visit all the people. We visit all the Texas family on this trip. And... You know, it, it, it's a big thing because, like I said, it's the only time of the year that we see these people. Most of them can't travel. Some of them can, but jobs and life and things, it's, it's, you know, they don't travel. And so this is our only one chance 
to spend time with them. Um, especially like my wife, this is the only time of the year that she sees her dad. Uh, I, I way back, I mentioned my wife talks to her dad almost every day on the phone, but still she has that, you know, she's very attached to her dad. And so it's really important that we go back every year. Um, as a side note, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past. He has bugged us pretty much like forever. And I think this even up, went on before I met my wife and we got married and all that. But he has bugged her, me, everybody to get him a Les Paul guitar forever. And we recently finally got one for him. And it was, you know, it, it's not the, the top of the line one. You know, it, this isn't the the fifteen twenty thousand dollar Les Paul. You know, somebody signed this. This was played by who knows who. Um, but it's a Les Paul, and it's a real Les Paul. It's Gibson Les Paul. He already had. I think he already had an Epiphone Les Paul, or I think he had a um, Les Paul Casino or something like. But he had. It was. But we finally managed to get him a Gibson Les Paul guitar to shut him up. <laughs> And so I'm actually kind of excited because we did, obviously, we purchased this online and we had it uh, shipped out there. So I haven't seen this guitar yet. So I'm curious to see it. I'm probably not going to play it. At the same time, I haven't played my guitars in months and months and months and months and months. And I honestly don't remember the last time I played my guitars. We're still trying to get them hung up in the office. Six months in this house, still trying to get them hung up in the office. But I did buy new new wall mounts for them. So that's a step. But yeah, so that's that's something that was, you know, a, a thing that was going to happen. Um, I had plans to go shooting with my brothers, and I've never fired a gun before in my life. I'm, I'm a knife person. I actually just purchased a new knife for the trip for self-defense purposes because, you know, shit's crazy on the road. People are crazy out there. It's good to have some protection. I guess I just got a new knife for the, for protection for the road. And we were going to go shooting and there was a possibility that I might look into possibly buying my first gun. I don't know. I'm not opposed to guns. I've just never had one. Again, I'm a knife person. I'm a stabby, stabby kind of person. But, all, you know, things and in our standard stuff that we do, we go to the aquarium. We have, you know, we go to the movies because my mother-in-law's brother owns a movie theater. I guess he owns a few of them now. But, you know, we get to go to the movies. We do all this fun family stuff. You know, dinner with family, brisket, movies, pizza, doing all the things. And um, long story, a little bit longer. Um, be, with everything going on right now, and, and I've, I've intentionally kind of avoided talking about uh, Corona stuff and all this other than a few, you know, instances, I think when it like affected, it first started. And, you know, resulted in, you know, boys coming out of school and homeschooling and all that stuff. I, I talked about it back then some, uh, somewhat, but it's, it's become a very uh, hot button issue. And it creates, when you, when you talk about it, it creates a lot of hostility with some people. And so I, I generally avoid it. I avoid, oddly enough, you, for as ranty as I get, you'd think, you don't realize, I kind of avoid controversial topics. I'd stay out of politics. I stay out of, I stay out of issues here that you know, set people off and it you know you could say it's why my audience stays small is because i don't sit there and push buttons and i don't openly take sides in arguments 
but I'm also a very down the middle logical person and I see everybody's side of things. Um, and so yeah, there's, there, that's that, but, um, long story short, and I think this is the third time I've said it, uh, but, um, there's, there's cases spiking. We live in Arizona. We're traveling to Texas. Arizona's had spikes in Corona cases. Texas has had spikes in Corona cases. Um, it's risky traveling on the road. I mean, the more, you know, if we're driving 18 hours, that's a lot of open exposure and rest stops and, and restaurants and small towns and lots of places where our risk of exposure is much higher. Even though we have masks for everybody, I, you know, I have to wear, well, out here right now, it's mandatory masks in everywhere we're going to be in Texas. Masks are mandatory. I have, we have masks for the boys. We have masks for us. But, you know, that's, that's not a guaranteed protection. Now, the thing is, there is realistically no guaranteed protection. And anybody that says there is, is naive. There is no guaranteed protection from anything short of, you know, being in a complete and total hazmat suit. But I digress. So it, it ultimately just came down to, you know, I have, again, if you're, if you're a long time listener, you know, I have, um, suffered from kind of chronic bronchitis. I have had multiple cases where, you know, I, I have damaged lungs basically at this point. You know, I have, you know, I, I, I get bronchitis flare ups here and there. It's put the show on hold a few times. It's cracked with some ribs from bronchitis flare ups. Uh, my wife has asthma. At least one of the boys, if not two of them, both have compromised lungs just from being, uh, premature births. Um, my dad is old as fuck. My dad's actually turning 70 this year. Um, I've got my, my in-laws are all up there respiratorily compromised. My father-in-law is respiratory and immunocompromised. Um, and you know, I've got family that work in the medical field, which increases their exposure, which thusly would increase our exposure risk. And so it's, it's just really a dangerous time as far as Corona goes. It's very high risk for us to travel right now. And so we've opted to hold off on our vacation until October. And I realize it's, you know, it's like arbitrarily saying, oh, well, in October, it's going to be better. We don't know. We really don't. But right now, that is the only other point in the school year, in Rihanna's work schedule year calendar, where we have an entire week free that we'll be able to take this trip again. So... Hopefully we're looking at, I think it's in the beginning of October. I don't even remember right now the exact dates, but we're aiming for that. So that's kind of, you know, it, it, it sucks. It's kind of put us in a position where, well, fuck, we had all this stuff planned and it sucks because, I mean, this is a week out. We were leaving this Saturday. We were going to be leaving and it was going to be, you know, it, it, we look forward to it. The boys look forward to it. Um, you know, like I said, we, this is the time where they get to see grandpas and grandmas and they get to play with their, you know, uh, aunts and uncles and, uh, cousins that are out there and everybody was, we always, we, it's a, just a fun time. And 
we're actually going to plan. Uh, we're taking Jasper with us this year because, you know, when you have a dog with anxiety, you can't just leave him in an empty house. And so we were taking Jasper with us. It was just going to be a whole, it's just a very different trip this year. And like I said, we, we've been making arrangements, you know, me going to the, all the work, working out in the garden, setting up the, the timers and, and all this stuff and getting Jasper on anxiety medication for the drive. And it's just, we did, we've done a ton to prep for this and for basically at the very last minute to really have to look at everything, you know, just overall, you know, was it, what do they say? 30,000 foot, you know, look at it and be like, we can't go. It's just too risky right now. It's, it's a problem and it sucks because I guess everyone's looking forward to it and it's very last minute, but it is, it's kind of what it is. It's, we're in a situation right now where we're having to weigh risk and, and, you know, risk and benefit. And again, we don't know what the risk is going to be like in October, but it's our only other chance. And we know right now there, you know, things are going back into lockdown. Um, there's a lot of people that are, you know, starting reopening plans that are backtracking and, you know, there's, there are spikes in different places and it it's, we have an elevated risk right now and that's what we got to do. We got to look at that risk and say, right now it's too risky and hope that in October things have settled down a little bit and our risk is reduced and hopefully we will get to go out and visit family. And if it turns into we're going to go straight and we're only going to stay with my wife's family because we don't want to risk further exposure and all that, it may be what we have to do. We will we will get there when we get there. But that is, you know, we're having to weigh all these plans and all these things right now. And it's, it's you know, fucking plans, man. And I, I, I say I hate plans. I like plans. Because then you know what you're doing. But at the same time, plans mean shit like, oh, we're not going to be able to do, like if, if something goes wrong and fucks with your plan, then you're, you have disappointment. That's why I don't like plans because plans mean opportunity for disappointment. And if you're just, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, there's no disappointment. There's not necessarily excitement, um, um, anticipatory excitement, but you're not disappointed. So uh, that's that's my stance on plans, <laughs> but this has been too heavy. I'm trying to get away from the heavy, so let's 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 go for something a little lighter. So I was making dinner the other night, and you know, there's a thing about when I make dinner is that I kind of make dinner based on you know half what do the boys want and half what do we have, what do we need to get rid of, and part of you know early days of corona and lockdowns is everybody was panic buying shit and we weren't so much panic buying shit as we were buying what we could get a hold of and one of the places that we go to get food we've started using schwans and getting a lot of frozen food and things like that and there's a, a produce distributor out here that you can buy basically like commercial package volume sizes you can buy like a case of like a 10 pound box of of bananas and you can buy like the 40 pound box of apples and other fruit and things like and kind of the commercial size packaging okay 
Well, one of the things that we kind of went into and got, and I think I talked about this before, was uh, my wife ordered beans, rice, and flour from these commercial produce distributors, and they've been expanding their their offerings throughout the pandemic stuff. And I think just about every, all of your like commodities, groceries, all of your food, basically, you can get from them now in those commercial sizes, like those jumbo jars of spices and shit like that. You can get all that. But we got a 25 pound bag of white rice, pinto beans, and actually I think it's bread flour, which is great if we were making more bread, but we haven't been making bread so much lately because we got burnt out on the bread thing the same time as everybody else. We also bought a one pound uh, block of yeast. (laughs) So I have a fuck ton of yeast in my fridge right now. And all these dry goods in my fucking pantry. And so I made beans and I need to do more rice too, because I haven't been using nearly as much. And I mean, you should last fucking forever, but still I made a pot of beans and, and Sam wasn't having it. And you know, normal kid doesn't want dinner. They don't eat. They throw a fit. They're like, no, I'm not eating. And you're just like, fine, go to bed without dinner. And you send them to bed without dinner. Well, Sam is a, I, I think in wrestling, the term would be, he's a different kind of cat. <laughs> he, he's, he's a different one. And yeah, sometimes he'll just throw the tantrum. But apparently after I'd gone off to work and my wife is still sitting there trying to fight with them over dinner. Uh, Sam decided he, in his anger and his, his way to get back at me and mom for making him have to have beans for dinner, he was going to fart. <laughs> so we have our four-year-old sitting here trying to revenge fart at my wife over dinner. <laughs> he's just sitting there trying to force it and so mad and he's clenched because he's mad and he's clenched because he's trying to fart at her and well let's just say he didn't fart because you know you don't always have to and (laughs) it's like mom I pooped okay just go change your pants okay and it's like I, I think he gave up on that particular quest (laughs) i hope he never plans on using that as revenge again (laughs) this is the kind of shit i have to deal with around the house and my wife has to deal with ah fuck all right (laughs) i'm gonna play a promo i'm gonna end uh fuck yeah you know the drill by now promos break news i'll be back Hello, hello, hello. My name's Najee. Most people know me as Jace, and I host the Weekly Cooldown, a podcast where we get to know the gaming news of the week, and we get to know our guest. Every week, we sit down with a different streamer, a cosplayer, a game developer, a pro gamer, or a podcaster, and general overall giant nerd, and discuss the biggest stories of the week while also getting to know our guest, whoever they may be. You can tell a lot about someone based on what games they play and what they think about the news around them. 
And of course, there's so much gaming news to keep up with, so we do our best to keep you, the listener, informed. And if you want to keep up to date on the news and want to have a fun time doing so, listen to The Weekly Cooldown on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keeping on the semi-corona theme, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it away from it, I promise. Um, <laughs> apparently, people have been, at least in one case, microwaving books. I, I'm assuming to disinfect them from corona. Yeah. A library in Michigan has actually had to issue a public warning telling people to stop microwaving fucking books. Because, well, you know, it's 2020, and you don't have a little card in your library books anymore. You have RF chips. They have metal in them. And, you know, when you microwave a little metal microchip that's attached to a book, it catches fire and burns a hole in the book. Yeah, dumb fucks. Never mind the fact that, you know, I, where is the actual scientific principle behind microwaving a book to disinfect it? I don't know. I understand the general idea of, hey, radiation kills shit, right? Here. Yeah, but really? Like, don't you have any alcohol or something? Some Lysol or maybe sprayed book with them. What the fuck? By the same token, apparently people have been microwaving their what should be one-time use face masks for the same reason. And um, for the same reason, no. <laughs> you know the little pinchy part in the nose that makes you know all, all nice and tight and shit? That's metal, dumbass. Don't put shit in a microwave unless it's food. Just it's, it's it, okay? Tell my kids the same thing when they're picking shit up and it's like, just if it's not food, don't put it in your mouth. If it's not food, don't put it in the microwave. And anybody who's going to giggle at the, the food reference, yeah, I know. Moving on. <laughs> Ford changes the debut date of the new Bronco because it was OJ Simpson's birthday. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm going to assume you know who O.J. Simpson is, and I'm going to assume you understand the reference between O.J. Simpson and the Ford Bronco. You know what, fuck it, I'll give you the, the, the Cliff's notes. O.J. Simpson murdered his wife. Anybody says otherwise, you're in denial. O.J. Simpson murdered his wife and went on a high-speed chase running from the cops in a white Ford Bronco. It was the the hit story of 1995, I believe. And yeah, it was a thing. And a few years ago, they discontinued. It was actually probably a while back. Uh, Ford stopped making the Bronco. And they, because everything old is new again, are bringing back the Ford Bronco. And they, they announced this a few years ago. They were going to do it. And the big unveiling of the new Bronco and what's supposed to be like the Bronco line, apparently, which is supposed to compete with the Jeep 
um, what's going to happen on what turned out to be O.J. Simpson's birthday. And honestly, I think they, they in, in all honesty, they probably just picked a date in the, you know, at the start of July. It's like, hey, this is the time when we unveil cars. We're going to unveil the car. And apparently this date had already been moved because of Corona stuff. And so they're like, okay, July, we're going to pick it on this day in July. And like, and then somebody looks at the calendar and somebody, at least somebody had the, the thought of, oh shit. <laughs> and I guess there were some, some people that pointed out to him. And I guess the ex-wives and some of the uh, victims' families pointed out the, uh, hey Ford, um, that's OJ's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and on the one hand, I get it because what the fuck do they care? They're not looking at the calendar thinking, oh, OJ Simpson. But at the same time, he kind of is the most famous owner of a Ford Bronco in history. <laughs> One more for you. Oh, you know, I don't like reporting when people die to make fun of them. And in this case, the guy didn't die. But stupid people are fucking stupid. And stupid poachers are fucking stupid. And I have to laugh. And I have to call them for being stupid when stupid poachers shoot themselves. So, some asshole poachers in... According to this, is, this is from the New Indian Express. So, I'm assuming this is in India. Um, five dudes who are apparently all nice, wealthy, fancy-ass businessmen. Uh, went out hunting at night. Why the fuck are you going to go out hunting at night? And I guess one of the guys gets kind of separated from the rest of them. He's doing his thing. He's over there looking at fucking shit in the bushes or whatever. Other four assholes are sitting there learning around in the dark because they're all running around in the dark. They're dumb fucking poacher dickheads. And they hear a rustling in the bushes and go bang and ah, fuck. And they shot their friend in the chest. Good, dumb fucks. Don't be out there fucking hunting and poaching and bullshit in the middle of the fucking night, illegally and bullshit. So, you know, like good assholes, they they picked up their friend and took him to the hospital and made up some bullshit story. And uh, yeah, after a little bit of, of questioning and, and not a lot of pressure, apparently, uh, one of them uh, came clean about what they were doing and they all got arrested. Uh, apparently, the local like forestry uh, like deputy conservator of forests uh, said that none of them are registered as poachers. Like they're not known poachers, but they can they're still can be charged under violations of the Wildlife Act. So basically, yeah, these guys are still fucked. And whether they're registered poachers or not, they were out fucking poaching. Okay. And, and since, you know, the guy didn't die or anything, I'm not, you know, you know, glorifying the death of a person. Although, you know, I'm, I'm not above laughing at fucking assholes for doing stupid shit that results in their own death because people are being stupid assholes. But hopefully all these stupid rich assholes go to jail because, you know, poachers are fucking dickheads. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying through the news now. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be dwelling on the news anymore. Wrapping it up, getting it through quick. That and it's fucking late. So I'm going to take one more quick break. I know another promo already. And I will be right back with this week's recommended listening. 
I'm Megan. I'm RJ. And we host Oh No Lit Class, a comedy literature podcast that tells you all the strange and sexy facts you never knew about the books you had to read in school. Every episode is a fun, foul-mouthed spark notes for your ears, filled with author bios, plot summaries, bad impressions, and Megan singing. It's mostly you that sings. No, I sing well, she sings poorly. That's not true. So come listen to us ruin classic literature one book at a time at onolitclass.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh no, lit class. We're for kids. No, we're not. <laughs> Recommended listening. So, this week for Recommended Listening, I'm doing something a little different. Changing plans. And I'm talking about some podcasts that kind of had a change in plans. Seriously, I didn't do it on purpose. I just kind of went with this. <laughs> so... It's something I've kind of want to been talking, want to talk about it, uh, recently has been a lot of podcasts I've featured previously have had some major shakeups and some more than others. And so I kind of wanted to talk about them again and give you kind of an update on some of these, these shows. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to give you kind of a update on three and they all basically in an escalating level of, of, of change starting off with bizarre states and if you were a, a follower of the weird and twisted and paranormal show uh bizarre states that was part of the nerdist network you would be aware that that show basically abruptly ended like completely out of left field like they said all right we'll see you next week and then it was like a year and a half of nothing <laughs> and you find out i guess in their facebook group that you find out that both people that were behind the show left the company and then, well, the company owned the show so they couldn't keep doing it on their own. And they basically were still friends. They still wanted to do the show. They got together. They said, okay, well, we can't use that name. We can't say it's Bizarre States. So we're going to do the same show, basically. And we're going to get, you know, other backing. We're going to get another network, another studio behind us. And we're going to make it again. And, you know, twist the music around, change some stuff around. And so now what was previously Bizarre States is now known as the Untold Hour. And for all intents and purposes, it's the exact same thing. It's still Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser. They still have uh, Aristotle as their producer. They're still talking weird shit. You still got Bowser's backyard. You still got poop stories and paranormal and ghosts and aliens and and some true crimey stuff. All of the stuff that you love in uh, Bizarre States before is now on the Untold Hour. And it's really, it's it's at a different home, but uh, a different home, different name. But at the end of the day, it's the same old show, just kind of a new packaging. Moving up in a, in, in the changes category, Brilliant Observations. Brilliant Observations has had a change of hosts. Previously, it was co-hosted by Melissa Brilliant, Jessica Kupperman, and John Buchanan, who I've talked about to, I don't even remember how many times now, but around, I, I think it was around the time of the first She Podcast Live, and I, I might be off around the timing of it, but uh, Jessica stepped away from the show, and 
in her place. What I thought was for a while was just a, a temporary, hey, we have an extra uh, uh, sit-in guest host, um, was Amy Fagazi. I forgot. I'm sorry, Amy, if you're listening to this and you hear that, and I mispronounced your name. But Amy steps in to fill in as co-host for a while. And like I said, it, it seemed like, oh, extra special guest host, Amy. And then it was always Amy. And like, okay, and it's and it, fine. I'm actually, I'm very fine with Amy. And then as time went on, eventually, and I don't, and again, I'm not going to speculate on why, but eventually John stepped away. And so now rather than having the three hosts, now it is just uh, Melissa Brilliant and Amy Fugazi. And it's fine. It's honestly fine. It's, it's, it, it, it now I'll say it is a huge change because I mean, it's a major difference when you change two thirds of the host. And they've changed sort of like some of the, the topics. And I guess it's just, it's the change of personalities that you still have Melissa and Melissa's going to be Melissa. And like, there's no other, if there's no way to describe it without you listening to them. And I suggest you listen to them because it's still a hilarious show. I, I still stand by all of the things that make brilliant observations great haven't changed. It's still very much silly friends who swear a lot, you know, reminiscing about old times, talking about weird shit in the news. Um, they get, sometimes they get political in their arguments, but it's just a matter of it's their personalities and the, some of the subjects they talk about. They also talk about weird, so poop jokes and dick jokes and Melissa's dogs and bird shit and, you know, all of the things, all of the things that make brilliant observations great are still there because the core of the, of the show is still that conversational silliness. And I will say, as much as I love Jessica, Jessica's very dry compared to Amy. Granted, I'm pretty sure everybody is dry compared to Amy because she is just these like explosion of crazy energy. And I, I honestly, I want to get her on here because, but I don't even know if I could keep up with her. She is just so crazy and out and so loud and, and just like in your face and just wow, wow, ba boom, bow, 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 all the things. And, and, and so it's, it, it's a very different dynamic that Amy and, and, and Melissa have compared to when it was Melissa and Jessica and John, but it's still fun. And that's at the end of the day, that's all that matters. It's still fun. It's still a great show. It is absolutely a hundred thousand percent one of my must listens every week. And like I said, I, I think I'm, I'd love to get them on here. Um, but yeah, people have lives. People are busy. But it'd be fun. And I haven't done guests in a while and I'm, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> but definitely they're, they're on my list for people that I'd love to have on here. But honestly, I don't know if I could keep up with them anymore. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> I can't say shit. They're older than me. But still, ah, I'm getting old. Ah. <laughs> I can't keep up with these, 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 these ladies. They're, they're just too much for me. 
But I got one more for you, and this is going to be on the extreme end of podcasts changing since I last talked about them. The Dirty Bits podcast basically died. And I realized that under the circumstances, it actually is probably the most insensitive way I could have phrased that, but it's just kind of what came out. So I'll give you the Cliffs notes. Um, the Dirty Bits podcast was hosted by Tawny Planis and kind of background produced, researched some of the, you know, partnered with her husband, George. George died. And in that, basically going through kind of the mourning process and the aftermath of that, Tawny felt like she could not continue the show as it was. And rather than just completely stop podcasting and all that, she decided to kind of reformat the show, re redo the show and focus more on her style of grief, which is very much gallows humor and to the nth degree. It is, she, she's the one who's sitting there cracking jokes and, you know, and laughing at the funeral and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, sometimes you got to laugh when you, you, you got to cry and all those sort of things and how everybody grieves in their own way. And so there's interviews talking about, you know, talking with other widows and talking about the grieving process and how, you know, going through the different, because grief is a very personal thing in people's different uh, situations. And she now has a co-host who uh, I'm not exactly 100% sure of their relationship other than they're friends. And she now, you know, it went from, you know, she was doing interviews and talking to other people remotely. And now there's a lot more of conversations together with her co-host, Sam. And they're, they're expressing a lot of feelings, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Some of it was dealing with grief and loss. Some was with things going on in the world. And it, it's just been a complete tonal shift. And the reason I bring it up is because if you were subscribed to the Dirty Bits, it's on the same feed. So the show changed. But at the same time, the host didn't. And her personality didn't. The focus of the show has changed. But it's still, if you listened to the Dirty Bits for Tawny and her personality and her humor, it's still there. It's just being focused in a different direction. So it's still, again, maybe you don't want, maybe you were listening to it for the history. And yeah, maybe now a show about uh, grief and loss isn't your thing. Fine enough. Fair enough. But again, it's still some of the episodes, some of it's really worth listening to. So I still say you should give it a shot. And maybe you didn't want the history and maybe you do have a, a mind to maybe you want to listen to a show about grief and loss and, and, and pushing through it. Give it a shot now. Hey, but how about that? So I just, I just wanted to kind of tell you about all these shows because like I said, they've changed up. And it, it's perfectly normal for podcasts to change up a bit. If you've listened to me through the entire route of this route, what the fuck, for the entire stretch of this show, this show has changed up a bit. Um, hell, I did a whole big hiccup with shit, you know, over the last six months. But 
podcast change. And I just wanted to kind of let you know about a few of mine, my previous features making some changes. And I may do some more of this coming up in the future. Mostly I end up just telling you about the ones that have died and the ones that have, have ended or pod faded or whatever you want to say. But these are, they're still going. They're just going in a little bit different way. But I think I'm going to wrap it up from here. Ah, man, it's late. It's so late. (laughs) So (laughs) you can get current links to all of those podcasts in the show notes at oddadapodcast.com along with all the links to the news stories about those weird assholes that I talked about because, you know, you kind of want to read them up yourself. (laughs) Remember, I need your recommended listening suggestions because, well, you know what? I'm running out of stuff to talk about. You got to tell me what you're listening to. You can do that by hitting me up on the social medias. I'm at Odd Dad Out and all of the social places, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Of course, you can email me show at odddadoutpodcast.com or you can leave me a voicemail. True story. You can hit me up. 516-636-7631. That's 516-OTOPOD1. Leave me a voicemail. Tell me about a show you think I should check out or just say, hey, whatever. If you don't want me to play it, just let me know. Or, you know, whatever. Just say, hey, because we'd love to hear your voice. Wouldn't you? Hey. <laughs> uh, I want to give a big shout out to my awesome Patreon supporters, Chris, Derek, Heather and Lisa and Sam. And all of you guys are going to be getting your long awaited, uh, I've been promising you, uh, Patreon sticker packs and some special extra stuff that I've just been too lazy to fucking get up and do. But it's going off, it's in the mail. So be on the lookout for those. And you can be awesome too. Just go to the support tab there at odddadoutpodcast.com. There's Patreon, there's PayPal, there's Buy Me a Coffee, all the things if you feel like, or just buy a t-shirt, whatever the fuck you feel like. I'm not going to shill on you anymore, because I've been talking for too long. So, until next week, oddballs, thank you, and good night. Good night.